This episode of Proper English is brought to you by three little words and the idiom sick as a parrot. This week's episode is all because of a conversation I had with my student Raphael from Spain. What were you talking about, Dave? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ali. Raphael was asking me about the various uses of the word as. A-S. As. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking. There are quite a few small words in the English language that have the capacity to cause great confusion. So we're going to concentrate on three little words today. Which ties in rather neatly with Valentine's Day, which is something that is celebrated in many countries around the world on the 14th of February. I don't understand. As you said, we're looking at three little words today. Now, normally at this time of year, we're saying three little words to each other. What? I love you. Well, I love you too. But let's get on with this week's episode, eh? Honestly. The first word we're going to put under the microscope is if. Now. This little word is a conjunction, a word that connects words or phrases in a sentence, like they said they'd pay me a bonus if I finished the job early. Or we'll have lunch outside on the patio if the sun continues to shine like this. Oh, something just occurred to me. Mm, do tell. Conditional tenses. Ah, I see where you're going here. Switching around those two sentences a bit can make them conditional. And this is a tense that often gets our students in a proper tangle. Yeah, and conditional tenses often begin with if. Hmm, I can't think of a situation when you wouldn't use if for a sentence in the conditional tense. Fair point. Anyway, you've got four kinds of conditional tenses. First one is zero conditional, which covers kind of general truths. If it rains, you get wet. Or, if you freeze water, you get ice. Always in present tense. If this happens, this happens. And you can have zero conditional in reverse order. You get ice if you freeze water. Or, you get wet if it rains. Simple, factual, cause and effect. Using if. There are also first, second, third a mixed conditional tenses. So, let's go through them. First conditional describes something that is likely to happen if you do a certain thing. Ah, yeah. Like back in the day, when I worked in Sheffield, I would say, if I miss the 20 past 8 tram, I'll be late for work. And here, you're using the if clause to talk about what has to happen, followed by the main clause in simple future tense that gives the likely outcome. And then there's the second conditional when you're talking about a different reality and something that probably won't happen. For instance, if the travel restrictions were dropped tomorrow, I would be on the first plane to the Maldives. Me too. Here the if clause is in simple past and the imaginary outcome uses the present conditional tense. And the next, the third conditional, where you refer to something that might have happened in the past. And the consequences of that thing, if it had happened. But neither of them did. Hmm, not sure if I've got that. Give me an example. OK, let's revisit my zero conditional example. Mm -hmm. If it rains, you get wet. Simple, yeah? So far. 
But if I change that sentence a bit using past perfect and perfect conditional tenses like so, if it had rained, you would have got wet. In the event, it didn't and you didn't. Mm-hmm. Bingo. <laughs> Third conditional. Does that help? Yes. Yes, it does. How about a nice mixed conditional to finish? Oh, I love a nice mixed conditional, Dave. <laughs> it's basically, if this thing had happened, then that thing would happen. But this thing didn't happen, so that this thing isn't happening either. By Jove, I think she's got it. So, I can say, if I had looked at the map earlier, we wouldn't be lost now. <sighs> and yet, here we are. Lost. Hmm. So, that's conditional tenses. In a nutshell, all using our first little word, if. What's next, Ali? How about we look at for? For! No, not F-O-R-E, for, which is traditionally what you shout when you hit a golf ball. No, not that. Ah, do you mean the number four? Four candles, like in the two Ronnie sketch? <laughs> no, I mean F-O-R. Four, oh. meaning the reason or purpose. Like, is that last chocolate for me? Oh, I see. Or to do with time or distance. We walked for miles. Or kilometres. Or we'd love to stay in Kashkaish for a few days. Or on someone's behalf. We often speak for Melhouse the cat and have imaginary conversations. We do. I think we've been in lockdown for too long. Who hasn't? <laughs> but isn't there a bit of confusion between for and of? There can be. I think it might be to do with the Romance languages having one word to describe both. Uh-huh. Of is a preposition, so you should always have a noun or a pronoun after it. Like, that stripy top is one of Dave's favourites. Oh, yes. Or, when you've got a minute, I'd love a cup of tea. So what's the difference? What's the difference? That's a blast from the past. <laughs> well, let's look how they can change the meaning of this question. Would you like a cup of tea? Yes. Always. <laughs> Which is clear enough as a question... But if you were to ask, would you like a cup for your tea? You're asking a different question, aren't you? Mm. And if you say, I need a carry case made for cats, the meaning is completely different from, I need a carry case made of cats. Uh. Exactly. And our last little word is as, A-S. Now, as can be an adverb, or a preposition, or a conjunction. This film isn't as good as I remember. Now there, I'm using as as an adverb, making a comparison to watching the film now with watching it years ago. I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Now ice, bit of Sheffield band, the Human League from way back when, don't you want me, baby? And there, as is a preposition describing the purpose. In this case, me being a waitress. And finally, as as a conjunction. The postman was standing there as I opened the door. Or, Milhouse was sick this morning, but as is often the case with cats, she was as right as rain when we got to the vets. 
And then there's the use of as, meaning because. Oh, and this is the one that started this whole episode. See, because is much more common than as. When you're writing something or in conversation. Exactly. When we use because, our focus is on the reason. We're taking Friday off because it's my birthday. I'm whispering because I don't want Ali to know why I've got her for a birthday. What? Nothing. Carry on. We, we wouldn't say we're taking Friday off as it's Ali's birthday. But we might write as it's my birthday on Friday, we're taking the day off. As, in this case, is much more formal and so it's not really something we would say. So, there we are. Three rather complicated little words. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? This week's idiom is sick as a parrot and was inspired by a conversation with Unhai, my lovely Korean student. It's an informal phrase, peculiar to the UK. You'd never hear it across the pond. And it's all about disappointment, this one. It's not sick as a Piero. No, nothing to do with the pale visage from French pantomime. Nor is it anything to do with Monty Python's parrot sketch. This parrot is dead. If you hadn't nailed it to the perch, it would be pushing up the daisies. No, nothing to do with that. And it's certainly nothing to do with the story that in the early 20th century, the football team Tottenham Hotspur had a South American parrot for many years until they got relegated and he died on the very same day. <laughs> It's over a hundred years ago. It's not too soon, is it? <laughs> but it is football related. Now, back in the 1970s, hundreds of Sunderland fans were in the local cinema, the Sunderland Odeon, watching their boys beat FA Cup winning favourites Leeds United 1-0 in glorious Technicolor on the big screen. When the Leeds manager at the time, Don Reavy, appeared on the screen, all the Sunderland fans booed him. And then there was a voice from the stalls. Poor Don Reavy. He looks as sick as a parrot. This idiom soon became established right across the country and eventually was a cliché, meaning extreme disappointment at the loss of an important game, and was used by many football managers, pundits and journalists. Nowadays, it's passed into common usage just to express disappointment, really. So, Dave, I couldn't find the Marmite-flavoured crisps that you really want, but I, did find, but I did find tomato ketchup. Do you feel OK about that? I feel as sick as a parrot. I ate tomato ketchup. And here we are at the end of another disappointing episode of Proper English. How do you feel about that? I'm as sick as a parrot. <laughs> Actually, we hope you've enjoyed listening in on our conversation. <laughs> and please make sure that you rate and review us on your favourite podcast app because it helps us get noticed. And it would be perfect if you recommended us to a friend. Or a family member. Or a fellow student. Or a neighbour. Everybody needs good neighbours. It makes us so happy when we get new subscribers. The more the merrier. We also love getting feedback, so why not get in touch? 
Why not tell us what you'd like us to talk about in future episodes? But how? How do they do it, Ali? Well, Dave, our email address is properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can get in contact with us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English. This idiom soon became... Oh, I've gone all croquet. Croquet? It's not croquet, it's football. (laughs)